Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Okay, well, we were just having our hour long catch up. <laughs> and I think we're ready to actually start recording now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. We've got to get all our chats and giggles out. Sometimes first. I feel like we probably should record our. our or, um, oh, just our, our passive ca- yeah. conversation. Yeah, because yeah. I think you might get some real good nuggets from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but why don't you, since today's topic was your idea, why don't you share it with us? Yeah. So after we recorded our last podcast and talked about goals and what we wanted to um, bring in for the new year, I was hit with a just a huge wave of sadness and... I really came into the realization that my life has really changed in the last four or five months and it brought on a lot of grief and grief that I have never felt before. So I'm in unknown territory and I shed a lot of tears. I mean, I think I was meant to go through that process, but it really has made me think about how we have to release and shed past identities. We don't really talk about that. We don't talk about how certain things that you have identified with and you are ready to move on from them, but that there is like a grieving process through it. Mm -hmm. So I just came to the realization in January, like, wow, I could have died in August, left my 20-year media career, and... Now what do I do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it just hit me because I think after you get out of the hospital, you are seeing doctors, you are, I need to get better. I need to get healthy. All of the things. Okay, I'm letting go of this career, this corporate job that has not served me anymore. I'm ready to do that. You are like, you're ready to do it. But then it hits you months later. The the act the actuality of it actually you know yeah. hits you. And so I've been grieving. Yeah. I've been grieving that identity of who I who I was and who I thought I was, um, and that thinking that that was all I was. Yeah, I have felt this in just about every big turning point in my life. But I I mean I said this before. I love that this was the topic for today because. We've talked about, especially in the last few episodes with each other, about the fear that comes around change, the fear that comes around chasing your dreams, about the inspiration that comes with that. And what we haven't talked about is the grief that can also come with change, even if it is exciting change, even if, even if it is growth. Yeah. And it's really funny, though, because you're reminding me of a very, very specific moment where like I, you know, just like in your heart, you feel like, boom, I've I've crossed a line. I can't ever go back to something. Yep. I have stepped into a new era. Like I I am through that door. Yep. That door is closed and I can't go back to that old version of me because I've up-leveled so much. I was having one of those moments. I was journaling it out and I was doing this meditation and this imagery was like so clear to me. It felt like 
there was the old version of me up until that point standing on a dock. And there was the new version of me getting on a ship and sailing away and having to just literally say goodbye. Like, I will never see you again. Yes. Yes. Kind of like a death. Like this old version of me is dying. And I think maybe there's another way I could reframe that in my mind, but that's how it feels sometimes is like actually this old version of me is dying. And I just remember kind of having a conversation with her of like, you got me to this point. Thank you so much for carrying me here. But now it's like you're handing the baton off to this new version of me. Yep. And I'm going to take it from here. Yep. That's it. That's that's exactly it. And when you allow yourself to go through that grieving process, and first of all, it is a grieving process. Um, and you are grateful. Thank you so much for the last twenty years. Thank you so much because I I experienced these things, and but I did cross the line over, and I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. And that part is sad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think that can, it can sound like a rejection of self. Like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to get rid of that girl. And that is not at all nope. how it feels. No. But I, I wonder if, I wonder if maybe there's like a, a piece of us that feels that we do have to reject the old self in order to move forward. And maybe that's what some of the grief is around yeah. rather than like for you, can you look back over the last 20 years and go, look at what that girl carried me through? Oh, I 100%. I have so much joy for her and how she how she had so much grit. I mean, my younger I mean, wow. Sometimes I'm like, God, girl, you had some hustle. And I honor that and I love her for that. And I think that she's the most amazing human you know, and what she's done for the last 20 years. And I think that the sad part of it was like, we had some good times, you know, yeah. we, you know, that those 20 years in that career gave me a lot of stuff. I met my husband through it. You know, I, I went on multiple vacations, bought a house, all of the beautiful things, so many memories, had my second child, all of that stuff. And I was proud of her. I mean, she went from, you know, a entry level media to president of a comp- of a division at the end and for the for last 15 years so i'm really proud of it but it was just it's kind of the sad part of like i put in a lot of work and i wouldn't go back i wouldn't cross that line again and it was i needed to let go of just the identity that i can now reinvent myself to something else mm-hmm. and it served me for those 20 years, mm-hmm. but it no longer serves me anymore. Yeah. And I just, I wonder if like for me, I think about is part of the grief around, yeah, that girl did have some fun times. Does that mean I'm not going to get to have those kind of fun times anymore? And also like, I have to say quite a, a few years back, I had a really awakening moment and all of a sudden I felt like very disenchanted with some things in my life, some things that actually used to bring me so much joy. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be a similar thing. It's like yeah. I've up leveled to a point yeah. where like this old thing that I actually thought was the bee's knees. <laughs> now <laughs> I'm no like, longer. oh my gosh, that was so sh- uh, shallow. That was so not actually what I thought it was. Yeah. And yet it did bring me so much joy, yeah. but now it no longer brings me joy. And there's yeah. a grief around that. It is. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like a, a death of sorts. It, it is. Like, yeah, I feel like I really have 
unpeeled so much in the last few months. And, and on top of the fact that I've done all this therapy all these years, I'm really feeling like I am truly unpeeling the layers now. Like I were really <laughs> getting to the core of, of stuff. And you mentioned something about um, like the disenchantment of something. I think that's really true for a lot of when we want to change and, or we we're no longer in that joyful spot with what we thought made us joyful. Mm-hmm. And that change is, it's, I would say it's hard, but it's, it's different. It's different. The change is different and it feels different. So. Yeah. And I, and I think it's part of it maybe is like, I know, I know what that girl of 20 years, you know, for you, I know what brought her joy. I know what lit her up. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going into uncharted territory. Yeah. And I wonder too, if there's a part, I know for me, there's a feeling of, you know, if I change everything, am I ever going to feel that joy again? Yeah. Am I ever going to feel that safety again? Yeah. And we've talked about this just on off record about how going on my own, doing my own thing, changing careers, am I going to feel that safety again, that security that I had with my corporate job? Mm-hmm. And that has been a big barrier and big block for me about making the same kind of money I, you know, was making then. Will I be able to replicate that with my new career? Mm-hmm. And the answer is I know for sure, yes, and probably a lot more than what I was. And I'm going to be happier and all of these things so that I am in a different um, moment in my life where, you know, I get to dictate what yeah. I want to do. Um, yeah, I think the fear is, you know, we're tempted to feel like, oh, but what if I never get that joy again? Like, you know, we're, I think we're tempted to be like, oh, this new thing feels scary and so uncertain. Uh, I was happy enough. Yeah. Yes. I was safe enough. I was fulfilled enough. Like I could keep going to that. But then there's that part of the soul that's like, no, it's telling you there's more. It's yearning for more. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at too. Is it's, And I think that's part of the grief that I know in my soul, the yearnings that are like screaming at me, there's so much more for you. There's so much more out there. And it's like, you need to let this part go and really make the crossover of that, you know, just really push forward. And yeah, and it's been kind of a, January was like that. It was, you know, I'm in a good place right now, but it was, it was wild. Mm-hmm. And I have never, ever felt like that. Like just... The knowing that I'm making the right decision, but also just saying like, goodbye. Like, yeah, goodbye. Like, thank you. But it's, it's time. Like, yeah. I, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm so glad that you've let yourself sit with those emotions as they come up, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it for two weeks, like yeah. every day, I was like, why do I feel this way? And, you know, I what I've learned a lot, I've told you this before, I've learned a lot about you, is to question, to question, why do I feel this way? Where does it feel wrong? But yeah, I knew right away it was the realization of where I'm at really hit home. Mm -hmm. And it's because January was a quieter month. Mm -hmm. You don't got the holidays anymore and I've had time to um, sit. And because I've been really good on my workouts and when you're really breathing through and you are so much more active, you start to... Like clarity that comes comes through. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about this before, maybe again off air, that 
when I, at least for me, when I find that everything is just getting convoluted, it's cloudy. I, I feel like I can't find that clarity almost without fail. If I look at my life habits, I've abandoned so many of the little habits. Yes. I'm not eating well. I'm not feeding myself well. I'm not exercising. I'm not watering myself. I'm not giving myself sunshine. <laughs> and, but also without fail, when I reintroduce all of those baseline habits again, the clarity resurfaces. It's so interesting. And I think you have a really good point there because I didn't really drink in January. I think I had maybe two glasses of wine. I have been eating so well. I've been doing a lot of intermittent fasting, working out six, seven days a week, and really on top of my stuff. I feel better than ever in in terms of like, my clarity, like my mental, my body feels good. Um, And maybe that's also is that I've been super clear on feelings. What is it I really want to do? And when I'm not feeling it, if I go work out, I'm like, okay, let me think this through. You know, is it just fear Mm -hmm. or is there something else there? You know, and a lot of times I can point it to fear because it's just the easiest thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we've talked, maybe I've said this before with you that, you know, in, in every Evox client I've worked with over the years, ultimately all of the subconscious stuff comes down to one of two things. And sometimes it's both. It's safety, which is fear, safety and fear mm-hmm. or worthiness. Like, yeah, is this thing safe to yeah. bring in? Is this thing safe to let go of? Yeah. And do I deserve this thing? Yeah. And you know, that's so funny because I feel like now I'm like, it was safe to let go of. Mm. So it took me like the, all the last couple of weeks, it's safe to say, yeah, it was safe to let go of. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But that's so important. I think that that conscious transition, I talked about this in a solo podcast that, you know, we could just sort of like go from thing to thing in our life, but then these emotions are, they're still kind of festering within us. And I think when we can go, oh yeah, here's some different phases to this transition. Here's what's coming up. Let me honor that. Let me look at that. Let me process it and then let it flow through. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, it's the difference between moving forward and white knuckling it and like always feeling on shaky ground. Yeah. Whereas when we do that processing, we move forward, first of all, with so much more ease. Yeah. But also a peace and a sense that like I'm on a firm foundation. Yeah, yeah. So I journal it out. You know, I that's what I try to do with most of my stuff is I just sit down and I write. And I'm like, where is this coming from? It's okay. And it's okay to say goodbye. It's okay. It was a long time in your life. It's okay that you are scared that you went through this heart situation. It's okay. Like, it's all okay. I'm like the last person. Everyone else in my family, my team of doctors are like, yeah, girl, that's what happened to you. Um, and it's okay to be sad about it. It's mm-hmm. you don't have to power through it and you can let it go. You can mm-hmm. let it go through your body, you know, and and uh, let it go. So I really journaled it out. I'm so much better now. Um, I think the my dedication right now to my workouts is really, really helping. Um, and I'm finding that those are the things that I need to stick to. Mm -hmm. which reminds me when you are in those moments like what are the things that 
make you feel good. You've got to go back to those things. Totally, totally, totally. I mean, this is a big thing for me this year is I wrote down like reliability and consistency, but just in the little everyday things. It's so funny because I do have a pattern of doing this. It's like the things that got me to where I wanted to be. Like once I get to that place, (laughs) they start to fall away or when I am up leveling and I get really, really overwhelmed, yes. I let those baseline habits go. And then I do feel like I'm on shaky ground again. And so, yeah, that's a big goal for me this year is can I up level? Can I step into new levels of responsibility? Can I take on more things? Can I pursue these dreams without letting these baseline things go? It's kind of like the way that I think of it in my head is, um, I don't want progress in one area at the expense of progress in another. That's it. And that is for sure what I was doing before. It's like, oh, I'm going to go launch this new thing. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then I like leave everything else I've worked on to just sort of crumble. That's it. Yeah. I I think that is such a great epiphany for all of us to have because in the change, there are some things you do need to let go of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the change. But if you know that there are... Um, modalities or or things that make you joyful and make you better as a person, you cannot let those go. Mm-hmm. Those those you cannot let go of, and that's what I think. I really believe my January was a month full of letting go of some things in the past, letting go of an identity, and really realizing how much I love doing these other things. Yeah. And how they make me feel so good. I mean, I'm getting older and I like feeling good about my body and I like feeling clear in my head, you know, and that I'm making the time for this stuff and I'm not allowing certain things to get in my way. It's like, yeah. this is priority. Mm-hmm. I need to go do this for my own well-being so I can move forward and create things I want to create. Because if I don't feel good physically I am and mentally, I am not going to be able to accomplish those goals at all. Yes. And it's so funny because I think so many of us, we take the reverse, which is, oh, when I'm successful, then I can let myself have a slower morning and work out and prioritize this and prioritize that. And I think when I launched my own business, and I think because my partner now husband had had his own business for several years and I could see that dynamic I was able to go like when I launch my business I from the get-go I want to prioritize well-being but but of course like then you launch and you get lost in the stress of it all yeah Yeah. (laughs) and but it's so funny because every financially successful big entrepreneur that I listen to on a podcast or something they all say when I started prioritizing myself, my physical health, my mental health, my family, all these things, that is actually when my business went to the next level. Yeah. And you know that you say that there is, there is something so empowering, making sure that you are committed to your own well-being first before anything else and the slower mornings. And listen, not like you don't, your slow morning could be only up until, I don't know, 8.30 or 9 o'clock. You know, some people are different. But I have realized that the moment I say, this is what I'm going to do this morning, everything else can wait. Mm-hmm. And with that said, 
one of the questions that I have asked myself is like, you've crossed that line. If you go back, you know you can't have this anymore. Like the slow, like what your slow mornings, working out when you want to work out, mm, all those. Mm. You can't have those anymore. So it made me also realize, oh, I like this much better. Mm-hmm. I like my my priorities better right now. So we have to say goodbye. We got to let go of that identity. It doesn't serve me anymore. It doesn't serve us anymore. Yeah. So I really feel like that's also the questions I've been asking myself is, I really like the way I'm living right now. It mm-hmm. makes me feel mentally and physically so good that it's okay to let go of that mm-hmm. identity. It's okay. Yeah. And like, look at how it shifted from the grief to now the joy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, that grieving process was so important so that we could get to Oh, yeah. Time. I was on tears. I was in tears like every minute. It was, yeah. it was wild. I was like, what's going on with me? What is the underlying assumption or the underlying belief there? When I'm, when I'm living in that pattern of, ooh, I, until I'm successful, then I can't nourish myself well. I think there's, there's probably some subconscious beliefs connected with that of scarcity. Yeah, like the the universe isn't abundant. Yeah. If I miss this one yeah. opportunity today, nothing yeah. else is coming. Yeah. And so then that, that desperation comes in of like, you know, what if today I don't get that one thing done? Like that's it. That's my only chance. Yeah. And I that's another big thing I'm focusing on is yeah. can I really start to believe and embody that the universe offers boundless abundance yep and joy is not finite yeah love is not finite peace is not finite like there will I can always get more and more of it yeah so last week I told Andy I said I'm only here for miracles and solutions that's it I love that's it. all I'm here for miracles and solutions <laughs> how some of those miracles are going to come through I don't know but I know that we can resolve things mm-hmm. and it goes into the fact that scarcity ends up becoming that for me at least the underlining I guess feeling that I maybe I won't get what I had before yeah yeah I had a really funny experience two days ago a shopping experience where I was like I really wanted to it's so funny I don't know why the last few weeks nothing in my closet I'm like I hate all of it (laughs) None of it resonates. I feel the same way. None of it represents me anymore. I want all new clothes. I don't know what's going on. But anyways, I was, um, I have a couple favorite shops. Tory Burch is one of them. I like, I like, you know, pieces that they have certain unique pieces. Anyway, so I was on there. I found two pieces that I was obsessed with and, and I was like, I was this close to buying them this close. And then ultimately I kind of went through the thought process and I was like, first of all, in my heart, I know this is not a responsible decision to make so it'll feel good in the moment it's not going to feel good later but I was like again you know the questions what is the subconscious belief associated with this desperation because there was desperation there and I realized the feeling was and I know this sounds so silly but the feeling was like if I don't buy these two pieces now like I'll never find a piece of clothing that lights me up again oh my gosh I have felt that way so many times (laughs) And I know it sounds so silly and so superficial, but, but really what does that boil down to? That boils down to these are going to bring me joy and that's okay. But that's okay. By the way, beautiful things can bring us joy and clothes are very much. I feel like our representation. Absolutely. It's art. And yeah, I mean, and so really the deeper belief was like, 
these two items represent joy. And if I don't take my chance at getting them, I'll miss that chance and I'll never And you'll never again. get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I had to go. And then for me, that comes back to like some deep subconscious beliefs around abundance and yep. around scarcity yep. and around like, I have got to take the moments of joy because there's nothing else coming. Yep. And so you I'm know, working through that. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like that when I say yes to a doing a, an event, a pop-up event with my candles because I'm like, oh my gosh, what if this is the pop-up that I make all the money and if I don't say yes, I'm never going to get the opportunity to to go and sell at another pop-up and when that's not even the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this year I'm learning to say yes and no to opportunities that really feel much more aligned with me, my schedule, mm-hmm. and my business instead of just saying yes to everything, thinking that there's not going to be money either on my online business or you at another pop-up. Right. So I totally understand that. Right. Or even abundance in some other form completely. 100%. I think that's, yeah. So that is like a big thing for, for me this year is can I begin to trust more and more that there is more joy coming? Well, you know, and that's just even bringing back to like, you know, the whole grief thing and changing your identity is that, my previous identity was safe, comfortable. And when you think about this next phase in my life, there is some uncomfortability in there. Mm-hmm. It is feeling a little unsafe. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to have that again. Right. And that's where I'm like my scarcity mentality that comes in due to just fears in my past and, you know, mm-hmm. um, unlimiting beliefs it, that that really comes into play um when you are letting go of your of an identity that you used to be yeah yeah well i love you that was so fun i that was the perfect topic for today i'm yeah. so glad we touched on that yeah same here so okay well until next, next time, time. <laughs>